Bienvenido, mi gente. Welcome to Let's, Let's Talk, Talk Mierda, an audio diary with Ray and Angel. <laughs> Insert laugh. <laughs> good morning, good evening, and good night. Not sure when you'll be listening to this, but welcome back. On this episode, What About Growing Up Gay and Christian? We'll be discussing our experience being gay in a Christian home and what it was like growing up in that environment. So. <laughs> so, okay, girl, heard you. That should be, this should be a very interesting uh, episode. Um, and it should be, I think it should be fun. I think it'll be kind of heavy, but not too heavy because we're going to be laughing the whole way through, right? I feel like we should be. I mean, I also feel like we're gonna ruffle some feathers, or at least I and I will probably ruffle some feathers. Oh lord, because you know controversy is key. Yeah, um, I think this is an interesting topic because we rarely hear about these type of experiences in general. I feel like, um, I mean, I haven't heard all the podcasts in the world, but I've heard a, a good amount and. Um, there are a lot of uh, Christian podcasts out there that talk about the how difficult it is to either be gay and Christian or seeing how gay people are treated in church and stuff like that. So, this should be very fun. I know. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this. This is one of those episodes that when we were like pre-planning, I were like... I think you brought it up, and I got super excited. I was like, <laughs> this is great. Oh, my God. Christianity and homosexuality have been at odds since, you know, some priest in the Catholic Church. I forget what year it was. Uh, he changed the <clears throat> the original Hebrew translation from Hebrew to English and basically turned, what is it, that whole man shall not sleep with man into that verse that we know now, man shall not lie with man. When you yeah. know it was originally, man won't lie with little boys. Yes. Great way to cover yourselves up, Catholic Church. I really give it to you. Yeah. Um, that incident actually happened in the 80s during the AIDS crisis. Of course. Because <laughs> <laughs> they needed uh, some type of blame to put on somebody. And it wasn't going to be the church. No, so absolutely not. It on the gays. Girl, the scapegoats. Mm-hmm. And that's why that was happening to that community. And HIV is running rapid because of that. And. Because God, because in the Bible it says man should not lay with another man. But you're right. The, they mistranslated it and it should be man should not lay with, an, uh, with boys. That's a literal translation. Shaming, shaming, you know. Sex. Catholic. Uh-huh. Yes, shaming pedophiles. Oh, we've yeah. got to insert a trigger warning. Oh, uh, yes. This is super late. Sorry, guys. So trigger warning, this episode does involve talk of religion it does involve probably i'm sure something something trauma-esque related so if you're sensitive to the subject first of all we apologize for not including it at the forefront yeah um but yeah please enjoy uh current events yeah let's start there (laughs) (laughs) before we get into the topic we want to get into you have to do it too. <laughs> I was just watching you do it, so I'm having a good time watching you do the little the little movement. Um, we're so, talking about Drag Race. Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race. May the best drag queen win. Best drag queen win. Because they changed it for some reason. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I just finished watching the episode. It was actually pretty good. I'm glad that if you haven't watched it, spoiler alert. Yeah. 
Um, I can't tell you what time to fast forward to, though. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not there yet. Yeah, we're not, we're not <laughs> that good yet. We'll get there, though. Uh, spoiler alert, Je- Deja, Sky, and Georges go home. Oh, my poor little Latino twink. So cute. I'm so sad. He's so cute. So cute. The little pocket game. Mm-hmm. Put him in your pocket and I keep sh- him with you forever. Forever. <laughs> or, her, or her, whatever their pronouns are. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Sorry, Georges. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> but I am so happy that two girls are gone. Because yeah. this season has been extra, extra long. This season is like 32 seasons long in one. It's been like 100,000 girls. I'm like, okay, come on now. Like, yeah. pick it up. Yeah, we need to move it along. It was seven girls for like four weeks. It was. It, and then uh, Bosco, thank God, got saved last week. And I was just like, I mean, I'm, you know I'm grateful. That's my girl. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, damn, bitch, another one of you hoes is here another week. Shit. She could have gone home. No, don't say that. That's gross. I'm okay if she kind of Ew. No, I love her. As long as her, Willow Pill, and Angeria make it to the top, I don't care about anything else. Why is this Willow Pill and Angeria... And that's it. Wow. Usually you like cut Yeah, quite, those you, are my two girls. Usually you're like, no, I like a couple of these girls. Not I the only reason I don't like Bosco is because I feel like she's had the same outfits over and over and over oh, again. Yes, absolutely. It's giving corset with a panty. Yeah. But that's the thin white girl thing. It's like that's the thin drag race thing. Like they always stick to one thing and it's the first few times I was like, oh my god, this is beautiful, how interesting. <laughs> but then after you see it four weeks in a row, you're just like, girl, do you not know what how else? to do anything else? Can you wear a dress? Yes, can you wear anything? Because I'm like, she, what did she say? She's like a horror vampire, whatever the fuck she's supposed to be, kind of drag queen. I'm like, girl, pull from inspiration. Yeah. This look this week with the like buzzsaw tutu was beautiful. Like it was, it was brilliant. That's, I feel like I finally feel like I understand what kind of queen she is. Like if she just, gave more if she sort of let herself go there i think she would do a lot better in the judge's eyes even though i'm talking shit from your couch uh, <laughs> and i have never done drag but you know i think that willow pill just outshines everybody fashion wise yeah oh yeah fashion wise yeah. she's brought it every week i think she deserves to be top two yeah i think so i think she's gonna make it there and i think she's yeah. A really strong front runner for the winner, but I do believe it's gonna end up being Bosco. We'll see. We'll see. Bosco has a lot of the Oh like, and Lady Camden. I forgot about her. She would be the top three for me. Yeah. She would be the missing person. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. I think that Bosco has that that it factor that makes her the winner. Like, you know, every winner has like something very specific about them and you know, they always pay more attention to the girl who's won throughout the entire season as opposed to everyone else, and it looks like they're paying her a lot of attention. So I would not be surprised if she won. I think she might have an Alaska type of deal. What do you mean? Where she's not going to win her season, but she's going to transform in All-Stars. But the, the difference between her and Alaska is, like, Alaska was, like, Alaska all the way through her competition was really fucking strong. She's kind of faltered. Like, Alaska wasn't in the bottom ever, and she was never, like, low in her season. And then when she came back for All-Stars, we all knew she was winning because she was really bringing it every fucking week. I was like, that one week where she could have possibly gone home, I was like, if these bitches send her home 
I would be so fucking tight. She would be so upset. I, of course, that whole tantrum. I will then I will I will Venmo you ten thousand dollars right after the competition. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But yes, that is our current events. Do you want to do the little noise thing? Clearly, I am exhausted. But <laughs> we're so tired. We are mad tired. But how are you doing today? Um I'm doing okay. I'm feeling a tad under the weather, uh, but but I was feeling a lot worse this morning, and I feel way better now, right now. Not, so, not my presence better. being healing. <laughs> um, but aside from that, I feel like work is. Oh my gosh, Chef Ray has been uh, a lot. I've been making the pasteles like crazy. Oh, I'm yeah. trying to have like a bunch, um, like ready made, so that when people order. It'll be like ready, ready. Shout out to everyone who's been ordering from Chef Ray. Remember, yes. you can follow him on Instagram at, at chef underscore R-E-Y. Underscore, underscore. <laughs> there you go. Um, yes, please reach out to me. I'm making pasteles this month. They're yuca pasteles and they're delicious. I have... I was about to say broccoli. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I have broccoli pasteles for the vegans. <laughs> you know what? That that's a new idea. I'm gonna have to think of for next Ooh, week. Okay. Um, but I'm gonna. I have shrimp, bacalao, and benin, and I'm, I'm marinating a benin tonight. Yes, like I was. I walked in when he was marinating, and I was like, "Wow, if I ate red meat, I would fucking devour <laughs> this shit." Um, but yes, on to today's topic. Being well, how are you? Oh, me. What? Ooh, I don't skip it through. I'm exhausted. Like I didn't sleep super well last night and I'm was super busy with work today and like I've just been tired I think the day is like dragging its ass um but I'm all right now bitch I was raining mm-hmm. but it was humid it was cold and humid I hate this weather because it's like I had on a jacket and I was sweating in the train I mean like real sweat I was like oh this is nasty and then I got out and I was like Wow, there is a light, brisk fall air. <laughs> what is happening? Like, I can't. That's so funny. Um, I, I felt like it felt kind of great outside, but I don't think... I didn't travel as far as you. No, 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 bitch. And you know me. Doing too much. <laughs> wearing too many layers. I should have just worn a t-shirt, but I can never do that. <laughs> um, but yes, on to today's topic, being gay and Christian. Um, kind of as we've said before, guys, leave your comments below in the wherever our six million posts that y'all see every 32 seconds right. uh, and follow us and all that good stuff. But yeah, let us know what you think of the episode. And I'm going to repeat that later on too. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> how did you, do you remember how you got treated when you were in church? Do I remember how I got traumatized? Of course. <laughs> Vividly. Most accurately. God, bitch. I can recall them details. Like, it was yesterday. Um, but no, seriously. I, so, some background for everyone who doesn't know me like that. Um, I went to a Pentecostal church. I've been raised, I was raised in the church my whole life. Um, my parents are both, like I've mentioned before, Dominican uh, from the island. And they were... La Isla. <laughs> Can we say La Isla del Encanto? No, that's Puerto Rico. Damn, we can't even say that. La República is what I say. But... I was raised in the church, um, grew up there. My brother were, was a drummer. We were, my father drove the church van. It was all very, very 
very Christian and very Dominican. That sounds so sweet. You would think. And those people were fucking awful to me. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> holy shit. But yeah, to answer your question, I was treated pretty... I was treated okay by the elders because I spent a lot of time with like the older ladies in church because I loved them. Aww. Uh, yeah, I was always like, whenever there was service, I would sit... There would A group of them would sit in the back, like on the right-hand side, on the left-hand side. I would always have a seat in the midst of them. Um, I was treated good by them. By the youth in my church, there were a couple people who were really sweet and a couple who were not so sweet. Um, and then by, like, the adults, the not, you know, not elder, but, like, older adults, I was treated pretty kind of middle of the ground. And, yeah, it was weird. It was a weird experience. How about you? Um, <clears throat> well, I went to um, a Christian church. I really don't know the distinction, but it wasn't Pentecostal. Oh, yeah. You would have known if it was Pentecostal. That <laughs> shit was beaten into you. Um, and I went to a Christian church in Washington Heights, and then that church eventually moved to a, two locations, two different locations in the Bronx. Huh? Like two separate locations, or like... Oh, we moved from a location in Washington Heights, then a random church in the Bronx that was like temporary... And then after a couple months, maybe even a year, then we moved to an, a permanent spot. Okay. Is that um, church still there now? It is. Oh, wow. It's on the 6th train, like, in St. Lawrence. Oh, shit. In the Bronx. Yeah. Girl, what the fuck? We do that every Sunday. Every Sunday from here? here? What? That's crazy. Yeah. And at a point, whoever we lived with had a car, and we just do that. Anyway. Um... But <clears throat> as a child and as a kid, because I started going to church when I was, like, what, five? four, five, six, around there. I love being a, a kid in church. Oh, my God. Of I was like, did. Of Social. course I did. Yes. I was a part of the welcoming committee. Of course you were. <laughs> it was me and my sister and this other kid named uh, Anthony. And the three of us used to always, like, uh, talk to the new kids and include the new kids and all that random stuff. All, and all the play stuff tag you do. And, mm -hmm. yeah, social, social, social. <laughs> Holy shit. So I really liked church, like, as a kid and... Uh, I even got baptized when I was like 13 in that church. Oh, wow. You did mm -hmm. the whole thing. You mm -hmm. took classes and everything. Yeah, I love Jesus. I still love Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, I love Jesus. I still love Jesus. <laughs> um, and Jesus still loves me. <laughs> um, but I've always, you know, felt connected to God and the church and all that. Good. Well, maybe not the church, but um, so I was treated well as a kid. The problems didn't come until I, I guess, started started showing <laughs> okay pregnancy gay pregnancy is that what we're talking about and like the Hoban is you know the Hovenist side because uh, we went to Spanish churches right you went to Spanish church of course yeah um it was similar to grade school and the whispers and I I remember being in Sunday school and them talking about like oh statistically if you don't have a father around you're gay and everyone used to turn to me and this other guy Ooh. And I'm like, damn, they got to shout us out like that. Statistically, um, if you don't have a father, you're gay. Yeah. Plot twist. I'm a big old faggot. And I had a whole father and two older brothers. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. So it was just like weird moments like that. But it was okay. Just okay. I feel like... I, why do you and I have the exact same reaction? It was just okay. Like, I will be honest and say, like, the kids made me miserable. 
But, like, when I think about it and I was an adult, like, I look back on it and even thinking about, like, how I was treated, I was like, the kids were fucking assholes, but, like, they're teenagers. We're all soulless. Like, we don't have real personalities. (laughs) We're not real fucking people. Like, we're kind of just mean to each other. But I think what, like, sticks out in my mind about my treatment is, like, individuals who were just unnecessarily cruel. I don't know if that happens to you when you think about your experience in, like, your church as a kid, but I always go to, like, the people who were cruel. But as I've gotten older, I've started to think about the people who were super kind to me. Like, I think a lot about, like, the elders. And, like, there was this woman, uh, her name was... I won't say her name because she is still the wife of a pastor. But she was... She was the... The, what is it, like the co-pastor or the vice-pastor's wife, one of the kindest people and most gentle people I've ever met in my entire life and was so sweet to me. Yeah. So I think now, as an adult, as a whole last 32-year-old, I'm like, oh, people are actually fucking nice, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if that happens to you. Um, I feel like there were traumatizing moments, especially through prayer. I feel yeah. like those were the hardest times for me. Um, you know, praying the gay away that actually, they actually tried to do that. Me too. Yeah. And that's really traumatizing. Oh my God, is it? Yeah. Oh my God. Right? The words they say, you know how powerful when you say something in Spanish? Yeah. And you say something in Spanish and churchy people? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the really hard part. But they were, they were okay for the most part. And I, I I've, I feel like I've always been kind of... If anything happened that was really bad, I probably blocked it out. <gasps> oh, shit. Oh. But I don't think it was anything, like, too terrible. It's just, like... I don't know. I feel like when I think about church a lot, I think about, like, the good kid times. And I try to avoid thinking about, like, high school days. Yeah. Yeah, and towards the end. It was just not great. Yeah. I remember, like... I, I kind of think of it the same way you do. Like, I think of the times when I was a kid and, like, there were things with church that were associated that were so positive to me. Like, you know, mm-hmm. my father, like, was known for his big, boisterous laugh in the church. And I remember, like, on Saturdays after the curto was over, which curto translates to service, service um, after it was over, like, he would drive everyone home and I would watch anime afterwards and he would get me, like, food from this truck this chimmy truck uh chimichurri is like a dominican style hamburger um, <laughs> and so many me, cultural explanations right uh <laughs> but he would get me like food from there and so there was like pockets of positive associations there yeah. it's like but i also think about the horrifying shit too and now that you brought it up and i'm like yeah the praying the gay away and like having people like i remember i had a friend there who her mom tried to pray all the demons out and she was just like, anything you're feeling is, you know, she literally was like, you know, you start here with men and then it goes to animal and then it goes to children and we used to pray Satan out of your body. And I was just like, what? this was a friend of mine at the time. This was her mom. And I used to hang out with this girl every Sunday. And part of me suspects there was a lot of shit that went down between us as friends, but part of me suspects it was sort of from a place of obviously not understanding, but also a place of like almost malice it was really weird because i remember getting prayed for and being so uncomfortable and the entire time i was like this doesn't feel right it doesn't feel like she's like 
like anointing me with anything. It just almost feels like she's like putting heaviness on me. And it was really fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't, I mean, I don't know if you want to share your experience. Like if you're not comfortable with that, I totally get it. Cause, um, <clears throat> I mean, the most vivid experience is actually in my, my mom's house. Oh shit. Where they like brought people over to pray. Oh my God. Yeah. And, uh, I had this, the, well, when they were, when I was getting prayed for, I remember being infuriated that my mom let these people come into this house and do this to me. Oh my God. And it has nothing to do with the, my biggest thing about the whole gay conversation is that if I, if I was having straight sex, you still wouldn't see it. So what is the difference if you're not going to see me do either act? It's really (laughs) none of your business. Whoever mm. you is right now. Mm. Yeah, I don't. That's he is fucking scolding. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, I feel like that was the most traumatizing. I remember being in, and after I got prayed for, I went outside for a walk because I couldn't deal with that the whole atmosphere. And it was just like you know another reminder of like, damn, this lady's not gonna protect me, you know. Mm. That, but anyway. Yeah. That, I feel like, for me, it was mostly, like, it was just, like, wow, such a betrayal from someone who I was so close to, who, by the way, to be shady, because I'm about to be shady, they were praying the gay away from me. Homegirl was out, you know, doing things she wasn't supposed to. We won't put all her business out there. But <laughs> she was doing, she was doing shit that at her age, I was like, ooh, girl, you were wild. And we need to pray my demons away. I was like, the call is coming inside from the house, girl. The call is inside the house. Like, I just, yeah, it was fucking weird. And it's funny because same thing like you. After they prayed for me, I was like, okay. I was hanging out at her house. I was like, okay, I'm going home now. And literally, I walked from 168th Street in Washington Heights all the way to 103rd and 1st Avenue. Because I was just so uncomfortable that I needed to get the excess energy out. Yeah. Like, I remember feeling just, like, heavy and depressed and thinking, like, is there something wrong with me? Because I didn't, honestly, I didn't think there was anything wrong with me until that second right Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Because it's, like, those people in particular, they loved gay movies. They loved, this was around the time where Brokeback Mountain had come out. They loved that show. They loved Will and Grace. The girl loved gay anime characters. Her mom loved Freddie Mercury. And I was just like, I thought, oh, they're going to accept it the way it is. Yeah. Wrong. It was, it was the weirdest fucking thing. Cause literally after the fact, I was just like, oh, so I guess it's wrong that I'm gay specifically. Like that's the issue. But hmm. I, I can't. Crazy. But it, it still doesn't compare to, like, having it in your own home. I, I didn't even know that. I Honestly, I didn't... I did not know that happened to you in your house. I thought it happened to you in a church. No, I mean, it, it also happened in church, but the worst one was in the house. Cause that's, like, that's damn, now y'all, now y'all seeking me out? Right. <laughs> right. Ew, bitch, get out of here. Like, I'm famous. I will call security on you. Where is security? Damn, that fucking sucks. And it sucks that, like... To think that, like, this isn't just a one-two experience. This mm-hmm. is a somewhat universally shared experience between most gay boys and most lesbians and most trans kids. Like, yeah. we were, I think about it in comparison to, like, basically being sent to a straight camp. 
Yeah. Like, that's exactly, that was a step down from it. Yeah. Like, the prayer, yeah. and if, like, if you've never been in the position where someone has prayed something sort of integral about you at such a young age where you're still developing a sense of self, that shit, I can speak for me and say, was fucking crippling. Holy shit. Like, yeah. I remember right after that, that is sort of where my hatred of my gayness kind of came from. Because it was like, there's something wrong with me. I'm going to fucking hell. Um, I'm going to burn in fire and brimstone because Pentecostals are very fire and brimstone oriented. Yeah. And it was done, first of all, without my parents' consent. Uh, Second of all, it was done by someone, an adult I trusted, which is fucking gross in itself. And the worst part is, it's like, this is a shared experience. Like, we both have stories about this. And I'm sure if we had two other queer people here, They'd they have would the have stories story. and their friends would have stories and their friends' friends mm-hmm. would have stories. It's such a weird, horrifying experience. And it's gross that it's a shared experience at that. Like, yeah. it's just fucking weird. Very weird. Yeah. Ooh. So, do you still follow your parents' religion? <laughs> um... Or yeah, religious like, beliefs, I'll say. Do you follow your parents' religious beliefs? I mean, I still identify as a Christian. Okay. And I grew up a Christian. So, yeah. Okay. Do I follow what... Do I do what my mother does? No. <laughs> <laughs> but do I try to follow, like, what the Bible says? I I feel like I follow the Ten Commandments. <laughs> and that's pretty good. <laughs> and you know what didn't make the top ten of sins? Gay. Girl. <laughs> Adultery made it on there, and I don't hear, you know, where where the signs for that. Mm. Where, where the picket stuff for that. Where's the prayer for the adulterers? And there were, yo, there were mad people, like mad, a lot of these married men in my church, I remember specifically, were like out here having whole separate families and doing whole separate things where I'm just yes. like, and I remember thinking like, huh, isn't this also condemnable like is, is it shouldn't we be condemning this as well we're just no, gonna focus sh- on gay. no 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 yeah no we don't worry about that yeah it's okay he's a pastor right but god forgave him so we have to too uh, right but you're gay fire and brimstone bitch. right you're the going to hell. hell you better not be gay you're going to hell tomorrow <laughs> don't even don't even say it don't even say it yeah, I can't. you better not be gay you're going to hell tomorrow bye 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 <laughs> I think for me, I don't follow my parents' religious beliefs anymore. Uh, I don't consider myself Christian. Um, I actually prefer the term spiritual. I know, cliche, a fucking millennial who calls himself spiritual. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) But no, I don't follow their religious beliefs. Uh, I haven't been to a church since I was like 17. Uh, I have no intentions of going back. Um... I think that for me, growing up in the church was too chaotic, uh, and I found that there were too many inconsistencies with what people were saying, like what you were saying, like, oh, like being gay, you're going to hell tomorrow, but adultery, yeah, it's fine. Like killing people, yeah, that's okay. Like racism, that's totally acceptable. Like those things were rampant and are rampant in a lot of Hispanic, Latinx, Mm -hmm. Afro-Caribbean churches, Mm -hmm. which we don't like to talk about, but guess what? A lot of a lot of our parents and a lot of our grandparents and a lot of our you know members of the congregation are fucking racist, sexist, homophobic, yes. ignorant as fuck. But none of that is brought up. And I remember when I was like sort of in high school, 
I remember like because you're exposed to new kids, you're exposed to new ideas and themes. That's when I started hanging out in the village or the pier, hanging out with more queer people and seeing a lot more queer spaces. And honestly, that was a turning point for me. I was like, if I'm going to hell, the hell is going to be a good time because all these faggots are going to be around with me. <laughs> so I'm about to have a good ass time. But I don't actually follow their beliefs. Um, I do believe there is a God. Uh, I do believe in Jesus Christ. Um, my sort of belief system now is just to follow what most religions tell you to do. Be kind to others. Don't cause malice to anyone. Do your best to be decent and upstanding. Um, however that may be, you know, show love and compassion to those who don't have it and kind of just mind your fucking business. Because that's what a lot of religions really want you to do is mind your fucking business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's me right now. I can't really say that, you know, I'm running around reading the Bible everywhere and, you know, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's not really my particular anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I think it's weird like we're first i don't think we've spoken about religion in a long time just you and i yeah we i haven't. think it's been a minute because the last time we spoke about it we were probably talking about this place this place <laughs> is terrible holy shit and now we're just like we're in you know we're doing this podcast and yeah we're doing it for the amusement of everyone else but it's interesting that something that we used to have shared common ground in, like being Christian and gay, is no longer the common ground necessarily. Yeah. But we still have those, like, lived experiences to go off of. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling. Um, well, I actually was in church for a while. Oh, shit. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yes, so yes. For the last couple of years, I was actually in a church in Harlem. And um, I feel like just since the pandemic... I haven't been able to, like, kind of go back or get into the groove of things. And okay. some stuff happened there that I wasn't too very fond of. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everything was virtual for so long. It's like, things are still virtual. I, I don't need to go and step into the mm-hmm. into the church. I can see it online. But I don't know. Um, Do you feel like there's a difference between being, like, in the... Because a lot of times, like, the church talks about being in church and to me, makes it feel almost like culty, where it's like, you have to be in the church to feel the presence of God, and you have to be amongst them. And I'm like, no, the the Bible says that the church is the house yeah. of the Lord, but wherever there are two or two more, or more gathered, God yeah. will gather there as well. And so do you feel like being, does it make any difference to you personally, whether you're in the church virtually, or just two friends who <laughs> happen to be praying or t- discussing, you know, theology in general? Well, I think... God and Jesus Christ come up in conversation organically in a lot of my relationships. Okay. So I feel like I've had church with just two people or just four people or 80 people. Um, and I do love the idea of church. And by idea, I mean you go to this space where there are like-minded people who you guys, everyone is praising God. Um, we all are here because we love each other. We want to spread Jesus' love. And um, you keep each other accountable. Okay. But that doesn't always happen. And I feel that as much as we kind of don't want to be like our parents' generation of churches, we kind of are. Ooh. But in a different way because we're millennials. Oh, fuck. So what do you mean like like our... I love this, and I didn't even think about this. Um, but what do you mean, like, we're becoming, like, our... I guess, what do you mean the church is becoming, like, our parents' church without our parents? Um, 
Well, maybe not 100%, but some aspects of, like, being chimoso, you know, like, gossiping. Yeah. I feel like when I first started seeing that, I was like, are we, like, not supposed to be doing that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, aren't we just supposed to... Like, this is... To me, I feel like it should just be kind of like a, a love fest type thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep, I get it. Like, why are we arguing right now? We should just be, like... I love Jesus. <laughs> you love Jesus. <laughs> like, oh what's God. the problem? Like, that... You know what I mean? Like, you're already in a space where you know religion's not different, where you're not going to say, I love Jesus to a Jewish person by mistake. You know what I mean? So what is the big deal? Why do we... Why are we still gossiping about each other? And then... I don't know. It was just... A lot of things were debates and conversation it was just weird very straight conversations uh, about like relationships and expectations just like i'm not doing half of these things because this i'm not the audience you know what i yeah, mean like yeah. abstaining from sex till marriage not the audience um the, the couple of ten commandments i could follow but i couldn't do that God. You know, and like leading up to marriage, that was the other thing. What a marriage means, and it's just like there are other people in this church besides <laughs> just couples. But anyway, do you, so? Do you feel like would you ever go to a gay church, like a queer, a queer? I have gone to a gay church. Oh, how was that like? It was weird. Really? <laughs> yeah. I went to a, a gay church on like Thirty Sixth Street between Eighth and Ninth. But it was like kind of like a Catholic gay church, uh, you know. Okay. So they still had like, you know, the incense that they burned was there. The altar was similar. They had, um, you know, little candle things in the back and the wooden seats. Yeah. So it was kind of old school. Excuse me. Um, and it was nice, but I didn't feel a connection to anyone there, okay. you know. And then um, they, I went to another gay church in Brooklyn. Uh, where they actually had like um, uh, trans people in leadership. Oh shit! Yeah, like, that's um, progressive mm-hmm. as fuck. Yeah, holy shit! I'm I'm don't mean to be shocked, <laughs> but I am fucking shocked. Like, yeah. the church, one thing the church, the entirety of the church seems to hate altogether: gay, straight, bi, tri, yeah. is trans people. So that is shocking for them to be in positions of leadership. Yeah. And they were, and it was in Brooklyn. Oh, shit. Sure. Yeah. But, and it was nice, but it was just so far. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So a lot of these spaces are kind of far, and then it's like, it reminds me of like going to a college space where I didn't, like everyone's from a different space, but they're really far away. And okay. it's really hard to um, hang out with them or try to communicate with them. And then I only went like sporadically, but, but it's fine. Okay. Do you feel like, because, you know, I'm going to keep asking you a million questions, because you have more um, about the church than I do, because you still, I still feel like you will still actively go once the pandemic has kind of left us alone, and, like, once we're able to go out there and be sort of congregated together again. Do you feel like, when you look for a church, is there a specific thing you look for? Like, do you make sure it's, like, obviously queer-friendly, is it, you, would you prefer a Hispanic church, like an all-inclusive church? Like, are those things that matter to you? Uh, yeah, I would love to have, like, an 
all-inclusive type church that was close to me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I I would be down to go to like a Catholic church every now and then. Okay. It's a Catholic service. Okay. I think Catholic churches are exceptionally beautiful. Oh, they are. Like oh I love God. going into them, and like I think I've been to like every place I I've traveled to. I try to go to an old church because yeah. they're also they smell so old. They have like so much uh, character, the artwork, like which statue is up. You know, not I necessarily believe in that, but. They're so beautiful statues. Mm-hmm. Even if that's not Jesus, it's, it's you build it for Jesus. So, I I love all that stuff. But, but yeah. Okay. No, I'm just because I'm like I'm really curious because for me, I don't follow. Like I said, I don't follow Christianity like that. I don't follow like the church stuff. I don't you know. I take the Bible very loosely. Obviously, the commandments make sense to me, and certain things make sense. Like. But for me, it's more so like I gather the themes in the Bible and yeah. the religion as opposed to just like the book itself. For me, I, the way I move in religion now is like, be kind. Like I said, like you follow the fucking commandments. That Those commandments are in all religions and I'm probably going to get yelled at for this, but they're in every single religion. It is be kind, don't kill, don't ha- cause harm, don't like murder, you know. You want to read it? Are they? Do you have them all? I have them, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, go for it. Okay, so I'll read the first five. Uh, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make idols. That sounds like the same thing. Uh, you shall not have the. You shall not take the name of the Lord, in your vain. God, in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Honor your mother and your father. Let me see. What are the rest of them? It says you Six. shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, you shall not covet. Which, this to me... Sounds doable. Sounds doable, but it also (laughs) sounds like every other religion tells you kind of the same thing. And I think that's for me, not to say that there isn't anything special about Christianity to Buddhism or, uh, you know, Islam or anything like that. They're all very beautiful in their own regards. But they all say the same central message. And so for me, when I started exploring religion later on in life, I was like, the central messages are really what matter. Like, And honestly, if I go up there and there is a Judeo-Christian God or there is an Islamic God or Buddha or whoever is up there, because we don't know who's actually up there, I'm pretty sure if I follow the steps, I'll be all right. They may not be pleased with everything I do, but for the most part... Bitch, I'm trying. Yeah. That's literally how I see it. I see you're trying, you're putting in efforts, and most importantly, you're not causing, you're not bringing harm or hatred into this world that already has, has been kind of soaked in it. Exactly. So, but, oh my God, it just, I am so, so, I'm sorry, I'm still shocked. You're like, you really still go to church. That is, despite (laughs) everything, I love that, because it, like, reminds me that not everyone kind of went the same route as me where it's like, ooh, church girl, no thank you. And not to say that how I feel or what I've experienced or what I'm practicing now is wrong, but it's like, I think it's so beautiful that you've been able to retain this love of this thing that you first started loving and maybe had a complex relationship with, but now you're still just like, no, I still really love this space and this place. Yeah, and I when I think back to the bad parts of churches, mostly what people have done, not mm-hmm. what like Jesus has done. And I feel like I've seen 
Jesus take care of me in so many other different ways that it's like, well, that'd be weird if I didn't believe in him. But if the reason I didn't believe in him was because so-and-so prayed for me once or, you know, someone in church did X, Y, and Z, then that's not good, you know? Okay. But I still love Jesus and I feel like he's been there for me. <clears throat> Sorry, we're both Excuse kind me. of under the weather, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> We're struggling here. If you're in NYC, you know the mm-hmm. struggle. Um, I wanted to ask you, do you think that we were born this way? Now, <laughs> cue Gaga. Raise your paws up. I think that's how the line goes. God, that was such a good album. Jesus. Let me, let, oops, my bad. Talking about religion, using the Lord's name in vain. But that was a good album. Born this way, ah. So iconic. I'm beautiful in my ways because God makes no mistakes in the song. There you go. There you go. Um, do I think? I think so. I think that, and this might be controversial, I think that we're born a blank slate, right? And then over time as we develop into people, it's there. It's it's always been there. We're just born kind of blank. And then we end up, when we, because like as kids, we end up developing personalities and all that shit. Um, I think after a while, you know, because I knew super fucking young that I was gay. I didn't think there was anything wrong. I just thought, oh, I like boys. I've known it since I was very little. Yeah. This isn't like a, am I? Huh? Am I or am I not? No. <laughs> Bitch, I knew I was gay. Even when I was running around lying to people, talking about, I'm a bisexual. <laughs> giving, bi- giving bisexuals a bad name. Hashtag, I'm sorry to all bisexuals. <laughs> Um, but no, I knew I was gay. I knew I was gay from very, very... I knew I was gay somewhere in kindergarten. I knew that I liked boys. I knew that I liked kissing boys because I had a kiss. I had kissed quite a few boys in kindergarten. Slut. (laughs) Hashtag body light. Um, but no. (laughs) I can't with you, slut. (laughs) Yeah, I can't. But no, I I've been knew I was gay. Baby, I was born this way. I knew I was gay. My mom knew I was gay. My mom's exact words were, when you were a little boy, when you first came out, I knew there was something different about you. That was wow. it. My own mother, the woman who birthed me. Can't nobody know me better than her. Like, I mean, when I was born. Yeah, um, but true. yeah, no. What about you? Do you think you were born this way? Um, I do think I was born this way. And... I feel that, I mean, I feel like I never saw liking either gender right or wrong, you know? I feel like I liked girls for a little bit when I was younger, and um, but that was not knowing certain things about <laughs> women. <laughs> um, and then I eventually had, I remember having crushes on boys and not seeing anything wrong with it until people made me feel wrong about it you mm-hmm. know? um but i was definitely born this way and i like i like i like being gay sometimes <laughs> <laughs> what to quote my friend uh to quote my friend Alexandra, men what is it oh my god men are an embarrassment that- why I had to sit there in silence. Y'all know. If y'all are listening, y'all know men are an embarrassment. Why? Every day of the week. But we're also men. I don't think we're that bad. 
you haven't you clearly haven't dated yourself. I'm sure you've been an embarrassment <laughs> to someone. I know I have. I know I have. Uh, and if you can say that you haven't been, you are a fucking liar and you are power tripping. What does that mean though? That's what I'm saying. What do you mean by that? An embarrassment? It's just an embarrassment. It's the, the it's men are embarrassing, girl. It's there's no way to put it. That's a conversation for another day. <laughs> Because I'm sure people are going to be like, what? Yeah, I want to know more about that. I'm like, they are an embarrassment. And I'm sure people listening are like, "Mm mm-hmm. I don't know. Listen. Anyways, but going on, (laughs) yes. Next question. Oh, I actually... So, what was... What's something that's, like, super... I guess, what are the complexities of being gay and Christian to you? Um... I think it's all complex, right? Because it's like I'm not I'm not following a lot of the rules that you guys are setting in place. Yeah. Especially when it comes to marriage. Yeah. Um I I don't know. There's a lot of conflicting um things with the with the church, with in itself, with the Bible, with translations, with everything is all layered and kind of confusing in many ways. Mhm. And I've and I've gathered what you I feel like you and a lot of people other people have gathered. It's like it's almost the same thing across the board. Be nice to each other. Yeah. Like that's not hard. You know what I mean? Like come go to him when you need help. Cool. That's but that's with prayer and with some type of action. You're not just gonna start, Oh, I wish I lost weight. That's not how you pray. <laughs> you pray, God, give me a help me find a solution to lose weight. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just different. He's not a genie in a bottle. Yeah, he's I not a genie. I remember my pastor, my former pastor who passed away, and the man was absolutely lovely. Rest in peace, Carlos Reyes. Um, I remember he had a sermon that many years ago, oh my God, that was talking about God being a genie in a bottle. And he said, you know, and he loved to scold the church, which always made me laugh. Um, <laughs> but he said... You know, a lot of you treat God like a genie. Like, you think you're going to rub the Bible and get three wishes, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden your life is going to be perfect. And he said, no, being Christian is full of hardships. It's a lot of struggle and strife. It's a lot of believing in something that doesn't always make sense and doesn't make sense to you because you are not the divine ultimate being. But it's just like, you know that it will work out and having that faith. And then he said, which is still my favorite, one of my favorite Bible verses is, having faith the size of a mustard seed. That's all it takes. Yeah. That's all it takes is nothing crazy, not this running around, screaming at people, throwing your Bible at them, all that Bible thumping dumbassery. Like, it's no, it's having faith in this divine being who's going to protect you and guide you um, in the right space. It's it's that. It's like... Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Pastor Angel. Uh, no, but seriously, like, that still sticks with me because it's just like, yeah, though I may not believe in Christianity itself, I do believe in God. And I'm like, hmm, if you have an ounce of faith, honey, mustard seed, I can, I can muster up a mustard seed side of, size of faith. Yeah. Uh, so I think I'm gonna be all right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, I feel like I wanted to ask you something else specific. By the way, I'm obsessed with the fact that Ray is just kind of like talking us through this because his opinions on the church have always been interesting to me. So, <laughs> like, it's, it's, I love to see it. It warms my heart to see someone still not let other people ruin something they love. 
because I think a lot of us let people ruin the church for us. Um, definitely, I'm sure I'm one of them. But mm-hmm. I love that you're still just like, no, there's this positive space that I adore. And it is difficult and annoying, but I'm still going to proceed forward with it. So I give you your chops, bitch. Like, Dang. you're out here. I'm a loyal bitch. You're a lo- <laughs> And you know that. You're a down-ass <laughs> bitch. That's right. Tell me you're a fucking Taurus without telling me you're a Taurus. Um... Do you think, <clears throat> well, do you want to ask your question? Oh, I think my question is really loaded, and I think we've already kind of answered it. So okay, gonna, so then. Yeah, the, I mean, the question was, do you think being gay puts you in any kind of emotional danger in the church? And I said yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> being gay is is the setup. You you could be a satanic, whoring, mother of Babylon, who is happens to be the Antichrist in church, they will hate you less. Than, than being gay. Yeah. Being gay put me in the line of fucking fire every time. Like, I remember when I came, I had told someone in the church, oh, I'm having dreams about this boy, and I dreamt that we kissed. Nothing crazy. I was a teenager dreaming about kissing a boy. And they went and they told a bunch of people in the congregation, and, you know, this was... This was like, I became almost like a leper for a while. Like, people weren't allowed, to, the kids weren't allowed to talk to me. They weren't allowed to sit with me. People who I had been friends with since I was real young stopped talking to me. And it was, it was so strange to be like a leper over some shit that if a teenage boy had said, oh, I was dreaming about this girl, nobody would have batted an eyelash. Like, it wouldn't have been seen as crude or disgusting. And so, no, I think that being gay puts you in the emotional line of fire in a church. And I think it's fucking dangerous, too. Yeah. That's gossiping. Yeah. Yeah, That's exactly what I'm talking about. And <clears throat> I feel like... I don't remember having to be that honest in church. Like, I'm sure I wasn't doing anything crazy either. But if I did have a dream, I didn't really share it with nobody. Because of scenarios like that. Like, I hated... And I've heard stories of people being really open and then and then so-and-so told this person and then that person came to me and then I had to pray and then this. And it's like, this is a church. Hmm. This isn't high school or some grade school drama thing. This should be a, a safe space. But in a lot of ways, it is kind of like high school. It's a lot of unevolved human beings running around because the thing that I remember hating the most about church and I'll be honest, I still to this day hate it, is it at least about, I'll say Latino, Afro-Caribeño, you know, churches, is that a lot of people in church need to be in therapy, talking about their traumas and healing from that shit. Because a lot of people don't realize it's bouncing one trauma into the space and then using religion as a scapegoat for the abuse you unleash on others. Because you don't know how to emotionally regulate your shit. You're not talking to somebody outside of God. You think God is going to fix all your problems, but it's like, baby, God put therapists on this planet for a fucking reason. Why not utilize them? Yeah. Like, you're running around using your Christianity as a weapon. And I remember that's what when that situation went down for me, that's what I remember thinking was, wow, they're using their Christianity like a weapon. It's fucking gross and it's super weird. And I remember the woman I told, after I stopped speaking to her, a couple months afterwards, like, she was like, you don't talk to me anymore. And all I could think... Girl, why would I talk to you? All I could think at the time was like, thank God, when I turn a certain age, I will be able to get a job. That's actually why I got my first job in the first place, so I could stop going to church. Mm. I told my, I lied to my father and told him I didn't work on Sundays, just so I could fucking um, 
avoid church. And you know what I used to do? This is how, for me, this is how uncomfortable it got towards the end. I used to get up in the morning before he went to church. I would shower, put on my uniform, walk out the house. I would wait three hours till he was gone. And then I would come back home when everyone was gone, change out of my uniform, and go out for the day. Wow. I did that every single Sunday. I did not work on Sundays because I told the people I worked with I could not work on Sundays because of church. <laughs> Bitch, I'm clever. If I ever tell you I can't do some shit on Sunday because of a church, please know it's a motherfucking lie. <laughs> I remember when you tell people that. I'm like, you don't go to church. <laughs> but only you knew that because we were hanging out. So it didn't matter. <laughs> That's true. So I'm sure you were just like, I mean, you don't go to church, but sis, I don't care. I, right. It wasn't for me. It was for a job. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? Do I feel that church is... Puts you in emotional danger if you're gay. Um, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Next question. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm I think, dead. I think especially when we were younger, that was very, very true. Um, and my experience as an adult, I mean, I feel a lot safer as an adult, for sure. Okay. I think interacting with my... My most recent church, I felt kind of safe there for the most part. Did I get a little weird vibe from some from certain people? Sure, uh, but it wasn't like growing up, you know. Uh, but I mean, I do want to clarify that that church. A lot of people were very nice to me, okay. and you know, it wasn't like malicious or anything. It was more so how the church reacted to gay people and their uh, stance on it. Mm. And how that stance wiggled every every now and every then. now and then, and it all depended on the scenario and you know stuff like that. Mm. So I feel like that's where my issues came in. But the people were great, as you know. We you've met a bunch of them. Oh yeah, they're all very very <clears throat> sweet people. I've never felt anything awkward from them. Uh, I've met a lot of race personal friends uh, who have just happened to go to church and be Christian. Uh, and a lot of your family's Christian, too. And they've also been very, very, very kind. Yeah. I love my friends. Shout out to my cousins. Aww. Leo, Annie, and Lorraine. I was gonna oh, say. and a bunch of other ones. But they're probably not listening yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch of other ones. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I feel like... Yeah. I don't know. Church. I have to... Well, I wanted to ask you that. Oh, I wanted okay, that go to be kind of the last question. Well, okay. we can ask more, but do you think, and I preface this by saying that I think that this is really controversial because I feel like this is why we're persecuted. Anyway, do you think that being gay is a sin? Absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> and let me tell you why. I hope y'all have about two hours left in your day. Um, no, but seriously, I don't think it's a sin. I think that being gay, like many other things, uh you know, it's hard to say what is and what is not a sin because I'm not the divine being coming up with this concept. All I am is a human right. being who just happens to exist and I happen to like men. Um, I don't think it's a sin. I think, like we mentioned earlier, during the 80s when the fucking Catholic Church decided to run through and change their campaign, um, that's when it became a real problem to people. But also, anything, if you notice, anything in society that is considered othered, is always some way, some shape, somehow considered sinful. Yeah. Women having fucking urge, sexual urges, sinful. At that's natural, but okay. Yeah, like it was, it was fucking weird. Like you know, I remember, I don't remember if you remember the book, The Crucible. Like 
the girls were doing, what was it? Like they were eating magic mushrooms or some shit and they thought they were seeing the devil. Sinful. Remember the Salem witch trials? All of a sudden, women were being persecuted left, right, up, and fucking down. Like it, it, anything that is othered or not, we aren't able to explain. I feel like Christians or people who believe have some sort of religious system go to sin. Because it's a lot easier to, especially if you're not partaking in the sin, it's yep. so much easier to distance yourself from it and say, ooh, that's a sin. Yeah. Because I don't cheat, so I could very quickly go, you know me, I'm gay, but I don't commit adultery. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, that's it. Or like, you know, I'm gay, but I don't eat pork. Like, you know, do you see how crazy it is? Like, it almost feels like a thing of convenience. So it's like yeah. almost picking and choosing what is sinful as opposed to there being like, okay, these are things you shouldn't do. You know what is sinful to me? Murdering people. Yes. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Or uh, touching kids. That shit is fucking wild. Yes. Shit like that is sinful. Where I'm like, oh, absolutely. Like, hell yeah, that's fucking crazy. Or, you know, things like incest. Yeah, I could see that being a sin. Like, that's fucking nuts. You yes. know, hurting, like, doing weird shit to animals. Also fucking nuts. Like, I, I get those things because they are sort of overarching. And they include because everyone can do those things. Yeah. But like, oh, being gay is a sin. Says 90% of men who cheat. Right? Yeah. Right. How convenient. Right. Oh, being gay is a sin. But most of y'all eat pork. And that is in the Bible. Yeah. Most of y'all mix fabrics. And not well, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> and that's in the Bible. <laughs> and that's in the Bible. Like We eat shrimp. And it says to not eat it. Where? In the Bible. Like, like, it's that. It's like, you're picking and choosing which... It's like bingo Bible. Like, oh, I'm gonna... You know, if you haven't been gay, bingo for you. Like, what the fuck? How does that work? So, no. I don't think it's a sin. I don't think God has an actual problem with that. I'm pretty sure his actual fucking problem is us being pieces of shit to each other. Exactly. Like... I think that's way more important. Listen. Like, I don't know. It just... Sorry, y'all. I'm fucking triggered. This question pisses <laughs> me off. Because anytime... I hear it, I'm just like, being gay is a sin, being gay is a sin, and I'm like, but there are deacons in churches touching little kids, and then there are... We don't talk about it. Yeah, and then there are men abusing their wives, and, you know, mothers abusing their children, and yeah. we won't talk about any of that. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're quick to focus on the gay part, but not these other horrifying things that happen. Like, shit that's catastrophic. Yeah. But, you know, that's okay, as long as they're not gay. Like, he beats her, cool, he's not gay. She cheats on him, it's cool, she's not gay. That's like, okay. Mm-hmm. It's totally okay. Oh, he murdered his brother and, like, quartered his fucking dog and sacrificed him all to say, and it's okay, he's not gay. Huh? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I also don't think gay, being gay is a sin. And I think that we get persecuted for that the most because people categorize it as a sin. And people have literally told me that to my face and expect me to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I yeah. need more details. And I'm just like, what? Or, like, I remember one of my friend's parents was like, oh, I don't care that you're gay, but I don't want my son to be gay. <laughs> and I was like, hell, okay. And I remember my friend telling me that, like, yeah, my mom's cool with you. I'm like, she's not cool with me. Like, she's cool with me individually, <laughs> but let, don't let her meet another gay person. You know what I mean? Oh, like, my lord. How do you react to those situations? Like, uh, kind of stunned and just like, okay. <laughs> I'm a gay person and you're telling a gay person these words. Okay. Okay. And I'm, I'm not combative. 
You know, and I feel like sometimes people do stuff like that to get me riled up. And I'm not gonna. <laughs> you are better than me. Because I would have been like, oh, that's cool. I don't really fuck with women who are dying, but like, that's cool. <laughs> like, what? I just, I don't understand. They've said this to your face very comfortably. Like, like I'm telling you, you're wearing a gray shirt. Like that. Like they say it. How, uh, I mean, it's been said like uh, in a leading up to it type of way. Oh, God help me. <laughs> um, but I don't. And the reason I don't say a lot in those moments is because I'm outnumbered no matter what. You're, you have your perception of what the Bible says. And I'm probably the only gay person you know. And... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be here to convince you about the whole gay community and how good we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not my job. Like I didn't introduce myself. We're not gonna have sex. So why do that? Doesn't even matter. You know. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're you're so different from me because I am combative when it comes to stuff like that. Like I get very riled up. I'm sure. When we play this episode back, it'll be 90% of me freaking the fuck out. <laughs> but I'm honestly, I, I commend you for it. I'm so combative about that shit. What? Oh my God. You you tell me that, oh, I'm cool with you as a gay person. And all I hear is die, faggot, die. And I'm like, all right, first of all. And then I'm going to start pointing out shit that I'm also cool with just because it's you. Because, like, it's it's stupid. <laughs> like, oh, you have terrible taste in clothes. But I'm okay with it because I like you. You don't know how to do your makeup. I'm okay with it because I like you. Your home smells bad and you have poor taste in men. But it's okay because I like you. Like, that's the kind of shit that pisses me off and, like, puts me in a space where I'm like, now every time I see this individual, I'm going to have something gross to say. But, like, passive-aggressively gross. Because I feel like... When people make those passes at you, it sounds like they're almost being passive aggressive. Like, it's never like, oh, I don't like you because you're gay. Because I, I think, I correct me if I'm wrong, you'd probably prefer to hear, oh, I don't like gay people. And that'd be the end of it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to being like, but I like you. You're different and you're special. Yeah. As though that wins you some sort of prize. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> right, thanks. <laughs> I feel extra special now. <laughs> but fuck all my friends, right? But fuck my drag. <laughs> fuck my drag. <laughs> I'm done. Yo. Shout out to Kennedy fucking Davenport for that iconic <laughs> line. Like, you will live in history, bitch. <laughs> I, but no, seriously, like, I don't know. Why do people, why do you think people feel comfortable saying that to you? Um, Because I'm really nice. That's why. <laughs> I'm really nice. <laughs> I love Ray. I'm really nice. I'm like, I wish you would be a fucking monster. <laughs> um, but, oh, Lord. I, but that's the thing. It's like, you know, the angry uh, black woman? The angry and black how, woman trope? Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. So it's like, I don't need to be an angry gay guy at you because you mentioned something anti-gay. Okay. I, I'm not going to argue with you. Uh, I know I'm a great person. Uh, I know that I was born like this, and I don't need to convince you. I'm not, that's my thing. I feel like those scenarios are, they're trying to make me convince them otherwise. And it's like, girl, you could think that all you want. That, that's okay. You can have your opinion about me and my people all you want. But what's, why do you, why do you care? Yo. Right? And it's like, why are you telling me this? Like, because you want to get me riled up, and you want 
You know what I mean? That's how I feel. Yeah. You're better than me. We're changing this episode's name to Why Do You Care? Because uh, <laughs> honestly, uh, yeah, why do you care? But you're be- honestly, you're better than me. I commend you on it because, I mean, me da maldito pique. Oh my God. Semi- like, my blood boils when I hear it because I've gotten it maybe once or twice, but not from church people, but just in general where it's like, I don't like gay people, but I like you. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, okay, bitch, I wish you wouldn't like me too. So we wouldn't have to have this stupid ass conversation because now I hate you and now I have to passive aggressively move around you. Like, this is not what I want. Yeah. I mean, I'm so glad because you're a good representation for our community because I am a chaos queen and I drag people <laughs> when they say crazy shit, but I'm glad you move through the world with like grace. And I love that stance where you're just like, bitch, you're not about to bother me. Like, I'm going to still be gay at the end of this conversation. Exactly. Like, like it doesn't make Oh, no you think it's a sin? Okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> let me click that button. Let me send you know, Let me send gay HR a right. request for to terminate my membership. <laughs> the fuck? Like, what kind of shit is that? Oh, Lord, help me. Let's play a game. How many times has Angel said, oh, Lord, Jesus Christ, or damn it to hell in this one episode? That's so funny. But yes, do you have a question of the week? I think we should ask we should ask the audience. Oh boy. How do you guys feel about gay Christians? Yeah. Is I... that Well, we don't both represent that, so I don't know if we should ask that question. Oh, do you know any gay Christians? No, that's too vague. That's too specific. Right. Do you know any gay to any any gay Christians? They're gonna go, yes, Ray. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> um, oh, do you think being gay is a sin? Ooh. Okay, chaos. <laughs> All right, y'all heard it here. Ray asked y'all a question. Do you no, think no, 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 Ray. I thought this is our question. Bitch, I love this violent ass <laughs> question. I'm hoping people actually answer so I can click on my fucking phone and get real petty and nasty and go to people's profiles and be like, I know you're not talking about this being a sin, bitch. You got this fucking wig on. No, absolutely not. That's so funny. But yes. But yeah. No, but seriously, I'm not going to attack you. I think your opinion is your opinion, albeit however chaotic it may be. Um, but yeah. That's the question of the week. Do you think being gay is a sin? And please feel free to be honest. This is a safe space. We're not going to chew your part or hate you. Ray will not hate you. <laughs> I will. We won't give out your names or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, none of that. Like, if any answers you send us in DMs and stuff, that all stays private unless you are bold enough to actually say you want it out there. Let us know. Yeah. Hit us up on Instagram at Let's Talk Me and That. Although, although I think that's playing after this, right? Yeah, it's probably going to play after. We pre-recorded the outros, bitch, so... That's okay. Y'all just hear it again. Again. And until next time, you guys have a wonderful week. See you later. Well, we have to say our thing again. Hasta luego. <laughs> yeah, Ray is like miming something to me and I couldn't tell what it was. I'm looking at him and I'm like, what the fuck? Is he having a seizure? What's happening? Should I be calling 911? Oh my God. So until next time, hasta luego. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Let's, Let's Talk Mienda, an audio diary with Ray and Angel. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk Mienda. And our personal Instagrams are in the bio. So until next time, hasta hasta luego. luego.